What's up? What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, DeLion, and we are back with another edition of Combat Zone, powered by Elite Performance, 765-499-1005, where the dream of elite fitness becomes a reality. The Fighter's Friend, for all your CBD and other recovery products, go to thefightersfriend.com, use promo code BWSports1, for 20% off your whole purchase. Revved up tattoos. 317-537-2667. Call to get your next ink or piercing therapy session scheduled today. Be Lit Organics. That's right. All natural products and some other CBD products for rejuvenation and beauty. Can't help but say I love the soap. That's right. I'm a savage with my savage soap. Check Be Lit Organics out today. Printed Memories 317-494-0811. Call Shelby today for all your apparel and accessory printing needs. Doc Sports Picks, that's right. The best in the business. Text BW Sports to 29022 today and get your free book of picks worth $60 no obligation needed round one fight What is up? What is happening? Or better yet, what's popping? Like our boys over at What's Popping Corn Snacks. This is your boy DeLion, and we are back with another edition of Combat Zone. Tonight, we're doing a little recap of BKFC's Knuckle Mania 2. Last Saturday, it was a banger. It was uh, disappointing for some and for others. Total opposite. You know, you, you, they, a lot of them put it out on the line, and wow, that's all I got to say. You know, we got a guest coming on tonight. I don't know where he is. Maybe he's taking a quick shit before he gets on with me. Maybe he's fixing his bourbon tonight. I don't know. I don't know. I know he's late. I'm going to give him some shit. It's kind of like making weight. You got to be on time. You can't be late. Got to make weight. There you, how you like that? Now we're rapping. God, you better hurry up. Thank God he came in just then because I was getting ready to start rapping more. So without further ado, drinking his coffee, of course, nothing alcoholic in that drink down there, Mr. Joe <laughs> Miggs. What's happening? Hey, you already know, bro. There's definitely not coffee in this motherfucker. I'll tell you right now. So I'm going to give you a little bit of shit. Being on time is like making weight, all right? Around here, you got to be on time. You got to make weight in combat sports. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But first, I want to show you this cup that I got tonight just for you, okay? Can you see what's on it? I got the Godfather right there, bro. I love it. 
There you go. Nice, man. There you go. This is a special edition cup for the MIGs. I appreciate you, my brother. Yes, How well, you, you been, know, man? bro. Look, you know, casually late has <laughs> been my whole life, bro. I was uh, my mother. My mother had a thirteen-hour labor for me, bro. So I, oh, I've been geez. I've been late my whole life, man. I feel sorry for that woman. <laughs> and then she had to put up with you for this long. Jeez. That's why she only had me and no more kids. Bro. <laughs> ah, okay. Now we know what's up with Joe. So, no, hey, we met finally in person in Miami in November. Yep. Uh, you know, I had some damn good fights that night. Some interesting stuff has happened since then. And you're at Knucklemania, too. Here we are the past a few days ago in, in uh, Hollywood. At the Hard Rock uh, Guitar Center, you know I love that. That place is awesome. So, was that your first time being there? No, man. I I've, uh, I lived down here for like the last twenty one years. So I've I've seen the Hard Rock before it was the Hard Rock. There was nothing there. They built that shit up, and then about two years ago, three years ago, they renovated it. They added in that guitar hotel. They made okay. it even bigger. So actually, the the layout was much different a long time ago. I must have had a brain fart. I don't know why I thought you were in the Tampa area. I forgot you were down that way. Yeah, I'm down. Ah, I'm in, see, uh, yeah, see I'm, in, I'm in Palm Beach. So I'm about 30, 40 minutes from Miami, uh, just north of Miami. So, but you know, everything's a hop and a skip when it's down here, you know, except Tampa. Tampa's like four hours from me. Well, and it can take four hours to get from Miami to Hollywood at five o'clock in the afternoon sometimes, too. So. That's why I don't go down to Miami a lot, bro. It's that that traffic is killer, man. I only go down for the fights. That's really it. Okay, so you go. So here we are. Before the fights even start, you get a microphone broken. I mean, tell me about this story. You're sitting there minding your own business, talking to some some debut guy, and you know the the green haired geezer shows up. He's at it again. He's at it again. I told him. I said, I want. I got Zello cash out, bro. You can send me cash however you like, man. <laughs> got to pay for that microphone. There you go. So, uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I've been in talks with uh, with Gentleman Jack from WWE. He's coming over. He signed a three-fight deal with BKFC. Uh, I talked to him, you know, because I was curious. I'm like, ah, as a pro wrestler, like, you know, let me find out what the scoop is with this guy's background. So uh, he's actually trained Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for over 10 years now. Uh, he's had a couple of uh, MMA amateur fights. Uh, so he's got some background, obviously a wrestling background as well, aside from pro wrestling. So, uh, yeah, man, he's, he's ready for this whole bad uncle thing. That, that was kind of his thing, too. Like, if you watched, I don't know if you watched him in WWE, he came out, mm -hmm. he had the umbrella, he jumped off the top rope with the umbrella. I thought that was pretty funny. But uh, he's actually always had that, you know, the, the typical, you know, bad uncle mustache. He's always got his, his hands up like this and all his promos. So he always had that little, you know, bad uncle vibe to him, his character, mm -hmm. at least, you know. But uh, I met the guy, cool guy. Um, you know, we, we planned to do an interview. I knew I knew Brandon was going to be around. I knew, I, I you know, I just knew something was going to go down. And Brandon was talking a lot of shit on social media about this guy, you know. So I was like, all right, you know, let's let's run an interview. I know Brandon's standing right there. We'll see what happens. And sure enough, Brandon uh, did his thing. So there was nothing that tipped you off that he was going to do this other than you just seeing him and thinking, all right. It's going to be on once I put this microphone in front of him. Look, I'll tell you this. One, <laughs> one thing about me is that I, I'm willing to go uh, do certain things to help fighters promote their fight. You know, if we want to be entertaining, if we want to create something, 
just to get more eyes on it, you know, and I respect all fighters, guys and girls that get in there, but you know, you got to sell the fight too, mm -hmm. you know, and respect some people. It's not their style. You know, this is how they want to do it. 100% do your thing. But if you want to sell a fight, that entertainment value comes in handy and I'm willing to do any of that stuff. You know, somebody's like, yo, Joe, I want to do this, this, and this to, to help sell a fight. Well, let's make it happen. You know, let's do it. Why not? Let's have some fun before the mayhem. Well, I'm pretty sure you guys are just having some fun. <laughs> yeah, we had a we had a good time. There you go. Time. There you go. I mean, let's talk about it. The the vibe, the environment, everything about Hollywood, hard rock, guitar. Uh, uh, what was the what was the actual event place called? It was inside. I know that. But... It's the Hard Rock Guitar Hotel. Well, yeah, but what wasn't it some type of room, the name of the room or something that it was in? Come I, on, man. Pull I, something for me. That's <laughs> the, the one thing I needed the whole time you were down there was that one thing. No, that no. one thing. That Show's one over. Thing. Wrap it up. How did it feel, though, when you got down there? I mean, you got, got into the facility. Great, man. Uh, you know, I was, like, going down there. You know, I, I love the hard rock. Like I said, I've been going there for, like, 20 years, and uh, – it's a great environment. You got pretty girls everywhere, drinks everywhere. My my boys, mission accomplished. We're down there, you know. Uh, it's a, it, it, the vibe's always great, man. You know, so especially for a single guy like me, perfect place to be. Uh, aside from fight night, but now we had you know fight night into the mix. Yeah, and fight night was great, man. I mean, first of all, I'll give you a little behind the scenes uh, stuff too. Uh, for the since Bernie took over the press credentials, so for people that are, are watching and don't know, uh, people in the media, we got to get our press credentials approved a, a week before, and then they're given to us. You know, the night of the fight, uh, we'll we'll get them. And for a while, it was really good with BKFC, very simple, very easy. Uh, and then uh, this dude Bernie took over, and he was very difficult, extremely difficult. Like I've been covering BKFC since BKFC eight, and uh, this guy all of a sudden popped up and it was like everybody was having a problem. But uh, BKFC straightened it out, it seems like, because when I went down to Hard Rock for Knuckle Mania, I dealt with Bernie and everything was perfect. Right on time. He said, 530, you'll have your credentials. And 530 on the dot, I got my credentials from Bernie. There was no back and forth. There was no confusion. It was very simple. So shout out to the burn, man. I felt the burn, but it was a good one this time, buddy. You did it. Salute. <laughs> We don't want to hear about the burns you felt in the past, but <laughs> I will say I like the meme. I like the movie, I should say. I like the movie Weekend at Bernie's. We all remember that that movie. Do you think he saw any of those? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I think my man Bernie definitely peeped. He peeped it. He saw his name on a, on a, on a movie. He's watching it. Uh, yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. So, okay, yeah. so we're coming in. The fights are, are, aren't are started yet. You know, you you feeling the people coming in, the environments are kind of shifting to, okay, the, the crowd's coming in, the the, the media's already in, the fighters are walking around the back, they're in, they're in the, the locker rooms. You know, you see BKFC staff just scrambling all over the place to finish up loose ends at all, you know. What's the, what's the, what are we thinking? What are, what's going on now? Well, uh, you know, I, I think it's like every, any typical event, you know, people are piling in, uh, you know, obviously the, the people behind the scenes like Nate and Katie, you know, they do a fantastic job. Um, 
you know, uh, you know, behind the scenes doing the production and stuff like that. So they're super busy. Uh, what I can tell you from my experience, great as always. I mean, I got to, you know, shout out to BKFC. I know a lot of people say a lot of different things, but I can only speak based on my personal experience. And my personal experience with BKFC has always been great. They always treat me like family. They always treat me good. Uh, so, you know, I got no issues with those guys. Uh, it was great. I mean, you know, I was backstage, went upstairs. I got to check out, uh, I got to do some pre-fight interviews in the locker rooms. Uh, and then, uh, then Nate kicked me out cause I didn't know that, uh, they're doing a Netflix thing and they got a, like exclusive rights up there filming. So I'm oh. like, I'm like, all right, I'll see you guys later. But it was, I mean, it's all good. Everybody's super respectful. Uh, I did get to, uh, hear the pre-fight speeches from the refs and the doctors and all that. It's pretty cool. Everybody's out there, uh, piled in. And uh, then met up with Jeff Houston, my man, my man, Jeff Houston. We met on stage. Uh, we did. He did. a. will put it out uh, eventually. Uh, he did an intro, personalized intro just for me, which I always uh -oh. wanted from Jeff Houston. So we, we did that on the Knuckle Mania stage. So that was really cool. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, just dope. You know, uh, press uh, the media got to sit, you know, up close like we always do. I got to meet the Schmo for the first time in person. We've done a podcast together before. But I got to meet him in person, so it was uh, cool to meet him. And uh, yeah, everybody, it was it was cool, man. It was it was a good time. So I when you saw when you saw Jeff, did did you tell him Brittany Carino was coming for his job? Because that's what she's saying. There did it Joe is. Oh, all right. Well, we're gonna have to let him know. I think we're gonna have to have an announce off. Uh -oh. That's what we need to do. We need to have an announce off, and we're gonna have to see who's gonna fill in for. For Jeff and eventually take his job. But did, if Jeff, did Jeff he ever, is that, he's going to snap. Did you ever meet this guy? That's Big my ben. dog, bro. That's my Big man ben. right there. Big Ben. This guy, man, I don't know about this guy. He's good people, bro. That's See, my dog. The, he's going to be my bodyguard eventually. No, don't give him that big head, man. Come on. Now. He's <laughs> already got, got him, a bro. big head on that body, man. He doesn't need anything bigger. I saw Ben. Hey, Ben. You're watching right now. Check your DM on Twitter. I sent you a video of you throwing shirts in the crowd. And <laughs> it was funny because Ben's chucking shirts in the crowd, and I look, and I'm like, oh, shit. He's like, what happened? I'm like, you just hit a baby in the head. He's like, oh, my bad. And he just keeps chucking shirts. <laughs> I want that video. <laughs> I got you. I got you. All right. All right. Let's, yeah. uh, let's kind of move into uh, – before the main event fights, so you had four main event fights tonight. Um, before those fights, let's talk. I got a couple things I want to discuss. First off, I want to see Jad's. Did you? Is it Jad? Because Je Jeff said Jad, and not when I talked to her and everything. Jade was fine, so I don't want to sound like a dumbass or anything. But I also don't want to be disrespectful to her either, because she'd work my ass. Uh, did you see the cut, the split on that woman's forehead as soon? As Vsin's knocked her right there. Yeah, it was it was bloody, man. I mean, I was right up there. I was pretty close, so uh, I got to I got to see it open up, which was kind of crazy. Um, all the stuff that I, I tell you tonight, I have not watched Knuckle Mania on TV, so everything is from a live perspective. Right, right. Um, yeah, I did see it. It was it was pretty crazy. I, I and uh, Jad was very. Uh, you could tell it was on her mind because she was, you know checking herself i don't think she ever got a the way she reacted i don't think she ever got gashed open like that because she was very uh you know she reacted a few times to that cut you know it was definitely disturbing her probably messing her vision up so 
you, you could see it was a disservice. But to her credit, she continued to fight. She's a dog, you know, a lot of fun to watch. She's got a lot of heart. So, you know, unfortunate situation with bare knuckle. These, these things happen, man. Yeah, they tend to happen, you know, when you're dealing with bare knuckle skin and bones. That's uh, that's what you're asking for. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then uh, on the media side too, just a, a side yeah. note too. Um, you know, we got new faces coming into bare knuckle. We got the OG people, the real OG people that have been there, like even before me, like the Fighting News. Those guys are legends. They, my man Steve, he he's at every event. I don't even know how he does it, but God bless him. But uh, you know the you know guys like that. Now we're you know now BKFC is getting now I'm seeing it because I go to a lot of these events and I see who who's always showing up. So mm -hmm. we've seen the schmo now show up for the first time. Uh, MMA junkie they've been covering for for quite some time, but this is the first time I actually and, and you know for me maybe somebody else saw a, a, a rep from MMA and you know junkie at, at an event like actually sitting at the press table covering it. Uh, this is the first time I've seen it, so we're seeing that. What I did take notice is that. Uh, guys like, and I like this well, you know, everybody's got their own game plan when, when they go out, who they want to interview and stuff like that. But here, here's the thing for me, for, for somebody that's like a true bare knuckle fan like myself, and, and, and I can speak for other people as well. Um, you know, there was a lot of bare knuckle BKFC fighters out there that weren't getting interviews from, from these people, you know? And it's like, if you, to me, it's like, if you're going to cover the sport, make it your business to interview as many people as you possibly can learn something new, meet a new face, you know? They, you know, I get it. They were there really for Perry and Mendez. You could tell, you know, because right before the main event, Palomino's fight, Schmo was nowhere to be found. <laughs> he was he was interviewing Perry in the in the in the locker room after his fight, you know. So, and that was the other thing too that pissed me off was like the the what's up with the fans? Like I'm I'm there watching this entire venue clear out right before the main event. It was like everybody was there to see Lane and Perry, and. No respect to the champ Palomino. Like the crowd cleared. It was it was cleared out. Now, by you saying that, Joe, and this isn't technically me thinking this. I'm thinking maybe there's people out there like you're talking about that just looks at him and says, you know what? Your time has come. You've been here forever. Blah, blah, blah. Let's move on. We're getting sick and tired of seeing you. How do you think a normal fan's perspective is out in the out in the uh, crowd? As far as like them reacting to a, a bare knuckle to fight like in general, well, no, to like Palomino <laughs> being, you know, what is he six, seven and zero now? Six and zero. Uh, uh, he's, I believe, this is his third or fourth title defense. He had defended against Ehlers, Ehlers Good John, Gat, and, and Brown. So four yep. title defenses. I mean, the guy, <clears throat> in my opinion, I mean, he's got a, a very, very good UF uh, uh, MMA career. He didn't get to the big show, but. Still doesn't take away the guy's toughness, athleticism, skill set. He's very, very good in in bare knuckle. You know, let's face it. He's very good. He you, and you we've seen a lot of different sides of Palm. You know, you know, we've seen the the knockout power like we did the Ehlers, who Ehlers was running through everybody until he hit that wall with Palomino. Mm -hmm. And then we've seen other things like Palomino, he's like, Hey, I'm gonna pick off good John for five rounds, and that's what he did, you know. So Palomino's a very talented guy. I I Saw the fight. The way the fight went is kind of how I figured it was going to go. Um, but for, for a lot of the Miami people stayed, obviously, you could tell. You know, Palomino fans stuck around. There's no question. But right. a lot of people left. You know, a lot of people left. And I think it's because maybe they're not 
truly diehard bare knuckle fans. You know, maybe they, you know, a lot came to see the UFC guys, you know, come on over and, you know, fight, you know, which is more of a UFC fan base or, you know, maybe more of a casual fan base. But you know who the I know who the diehards are. I go to these events. I see who's who's I see the regular faces that are there that suck around. But I was a little I'm like, damn, really? Are you ain't sticking around for this fight? Uh, right. That 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 ticked me off a little bit. And it would have me too if I would have been there and seen it in person. Unfortunately, it looked like and correct me if I'm wrong, Joe. It looked like there was uh, a big time at the beginning of the event when there was was not a lot of people in there, and then like you said, it got to those, the Mendez fight, the, the Perry fight, and then that then they went away. So, I mean, is that good for the sport or is that good for just one event? I mean, yes, it is Knuckle Mania, Knuckle Mania 2 this year. It is the biggest event in BKFC. It is a, big, a hell of a big event in bare knuckle uh, fighting overall. You know, is that something the sport needs, that those one-and-dones or – do, is there something we could do something for the long haul here? I mean, I think that I mean, what what, what can you do? I mean, a let, let's let, let's talk about guys and girls that aren't coming from the UFC, homegrown bare knuckle fighters. I you know, sometimes I watch fights and I say, why is this guy in the ring? Mm. You know, there's plenty there's, of them. When, and, and, and and the reason I say this is because I know you know I I. I train in gyms. I know a lot of fighters and, and I know a lot of people that work their ass off to get opportunities. And when you see their skill set compared to sometimes what I see in the ring, it's like, well, there's so many really good fighters out there. How are they not getting on these cards? You know, so so but, you know, you do have dog fights too that happen. Maybe mm -hmm. fighters that aren't as skilled as some other fighters, but they put on a phenomenal show, bloody you know, nonstop action, you know, like and no knock to Dave Diaz whatsoever. I love Dave. I enjoy watching him fight, but he'll say too, hey, I'm a street fighter. I only got two fights under my belt, you know, and you can see the difference between him and somebody that's a seasoned fighter. But when you watch Dave, it's like the guy's swinging like a maniac. He's going. I think that's that's action. That's entertainment, you know, so you have that aspect. And then you have the you never know when that brutal knockout is going to happen because it's bare knuckle you know so bare knuckle has that level of excitement and it has that you know unknownness about it where it is exciting to watch and it's fast paced two rounds you got your clinches the referees are breaking up right away if, if there's no action so i and i think they incorporate bigger names to get more eyes on the sport you know so i think it's a good move i don't see anything wrong with it but you know you have fighters that'll complain and they'll be like hey and all respect too I'm working my ass off. Uh, I'm a company guy or a company girl, and I'm trying to get all these fights, and I'm getting paid shit, but you get a big name over from the UFC that's saying he's making more money than he ever did while he was with the UFC, you know? So I can understand from the fighter's point of view, you know, as well, you know? So it's there's a lot of different aspects we could get into about all that, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, hell, we could do this a series. We can make, like, a, a hell of a nice series out of this, but you know, not tonight. Not tonight. I know you. You know you're feeling good. I'm feeling good. Oh yeah. We can keep feeling going great. if you'd like, but yeah, man. I mean, I'm down, bro. I'm just fucking sipping a drink, and right. you know, shout out to the people in the chat too, Brittany. Thank you for joining tonight. You're awesome. And my man, Big Ben. I mean, bro, oh, don't me. give him he a shout it, out. No, he's making my head. He's making my head Shout out to Big Ben on this show. It's my, it was it was banned like three weeks ago. Bro, my man's like, yo, there was so many famous people and great fighters, and all I wanted to do was meet Joe Miggs. Bro, you, yo, salute, bro. Cheers, bro. 
There you go. Big Ben, we all love you, buddy. No, we like just busting your balls. Eh. But uh, I think, um, what else? I mean, you know, um, the, the, the venue was great. You know, obviously, they did pack a house. I mean, when when there was fights going on, it was it was a packed house, you know. Uh, we got Elvin Brito in the chat. So yes, since, my, since the champ Let's hear is in that. the chat, yeah. we got to talk about the – the real drama that went down. We at this do, event, right? we do. My so, son, my son is in the chat. <laughs> my son. So listen, <laughs> the goat, right? The goat. So I'll tell you what. Uh, I interviewed Elvin. You know, I interviewed you before the event started. I said how great you look in gold. Been covering BKFC since the eighth show. Watch my man Elvin Brito grow with the promotion, and congratulations. You know. But there's some interesting stuff. Now that you're the champ, Elvin, everybody talking about my man, Elvin, right? Everybody saw it. I talked to Jim Ellers. You know, Jim Ellers is like, want my belt. I want my belt. I Jim Ellers is like, hey, I beat Elvin. I beat Caleb. They were fighting for the title. I want my shot. So Ellers is going to get tested. He's got the uh, the uh, 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 Connor Tierney fight coming up. 165, right? We'll see what happens there. But then, all of a sudden, Palomino. Now I was wondering. I was gonna. I, I tried catching up with Palomino before the event. And I was gonna ask him. Palomino, everything goes according to plan. After the fight, I know you're gonna have the mic. What do you want to do next? Do you you want to go up to 165 and challenge the champ, or do you want that Chad Mendez fight that you've been talking about and that money fight? So it seems like Palomino made his decision very strongly. Yes, he did. And then after. After Palomino gets out of the ring, I saw what went down. I was a little from a distance because I, I was doing something. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. But I, I was like, yo, what's up, Rutgers going on down there? And then I saw it was Palomino and my man Brito. Holy shit. Holy shit. That could get, that's, that's one that I would love to see just because the – and it didn't seem like there was anything in Elvin. You're going to know better than we do. If there was anything before this altercation really happened to 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 send you guys off to one way or the other, besides yes, you're champions, you know that champion mentality. But you know, I don't. He pushes you. Hey, come on now, come on now. And then you know the the my son. He, he's talking about you know this and that and the other. And so Alvin, you know, tell us, tell us what you saw. From your end, you know, we'd love to hear from you. We should just invite him in. If Elvin, Elvin if, in the chat, if you want to pop in, just throw a little hell yeah in there, man. We could talk about it real quick. I'm sure my man Elvin wants to get something well, off his chest after. I'm sure he does. That. But I thought uh, Elvin handled himself well. Uh, you know, it, it, I can't. Does it always have to be a brawl at a BKFC event? There's always, there's always somebody fighting and pushing. You never see this shit in UFC. I love it. You know, it's it was almost at one time everybody looked at it and said, oh, this is too, like, WWE scripted, this, that, and the other. Well, I will tell you, a lot of this shit that happens uh, backstage is not scripted. Some is, and, yeah, we're not going to lie to you, but some isn't. <laughs> some is set up. Uh, yeah, so I could see. I mean, look, I ain't fucking stupid. I go to an event, I could tell what's going on. You know what I'm saying? I know when they're telling somebody to hang back for a minute and tell them to go. You know what I'm saying? I've seen it happen quite a few times. Uh, but who cares? At the end of the day, 
Um, why not, man? Imagine like when we were growing up, right? I, I was a big wrestling fan growing up, especially during the Attitude Era. That was a lot of fun because it was good drama, good storytelling. You didn't know what was going to happen. And then they got into the ring to have a choreographed match. Now we're in bare knuckle. <laughs> we're having a knockdown, drag out, fist fight with professional fighters that so happen to have some entertainment value behind the scenes as well. So incorporating those two, I think, is is great. So, you know, you're always going to get people online. It's that gotta are gonna do good, hate. Though. I mean, they gotta learn it. They gotta learn how to do it. Hey, man, it's a young promotion. That's the other thing. A lot of people. No, 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 no. I wasn't saying that the promotion itself. Oh. I was saying that the fighters itself. You gotta learn how to to push your own fights because, unfortunately, like you did say, they are young. Up uh, uh, the the promotion is young. They they are still kind of learning different things and figuring out what the best way to go. Different ways are on on certain aspects. Um, so fighters, you got to learn how to do it yourself. I mean, that what got you there? It wasn't just your fighting because there are a lot of people that, yes, they want to see you, they want to see you fighting. Obviously that's what you're there for, for the, the, the major deal. But mm -hmm. like we were talking about, you got backstage, you got promotional stuff and videos, pictures, photo shoots, this, this, and this, and this, you got to sell the shit because if you're not selling the shit, why can you add, why and how can you depend on anybody else to? Regardless, if it is technically what they're supposed to do, you gotta. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm look when I just like anybody else. When you see, uh, you know, a brawl break out between Mike Perry and Julian Lane, obviously you're gonna be interested in how this is all gonna turn out. You know, like you're gonna be interested in it. So, yeah, I, I think so. And again, like I said earlier, it's not for everybody. Not everybody wants to be that character. You know, they just want to get in there and do business. And again, I respect that, you know, because this is, this is people's careers. That's why, you know, there was a little, not going to mention any names, but I was approached by someone or a couple people that were like, yo, man, like, uh, I, I didn't like, you know, and it was a fighter. I didn't like your pick. You picked the wrong person. And that was funny because I purposely never make my picks public ever. As a matter of fact, I don't really tell people my picks. And it's just only for me is because I want to maintain professionalism. When I go to events, I have sponsors, they pay me and their expectations are when I go to events, I'm interviewing everybody. I can't make picks. If I make picks, that means 50% of the card is not going to want to look at me. <laughs> They're going to say, fuck you, dude. Like you picked the other guy to win. I ain't going to fucking talk to you. Right. And I, and I get it, you know? So that's why I don't, I don't do that. So there's definitely some miscommunication out there or, you know, somebody saw a post and thought it was me. It's not. I could guarantee you I could put any amount of money on it. You will never, ever, ever find a post of me saying anything about who I think is going to win a fight. I just don't do it, period, end of story. These are people's careers. And, uh, you know, I don't feel I'm even qualified to make predictions. I think whoever's been in the trenches and the real true professionals and the warriors – if they want to decide, hey, I got a pick to make, well, I think they have the right to and the qualifications to. I don't, so I stay in my lane, and that's how I am. It's a respect thing. But um, the the point I was trying to make was like, hey, listen, you know, I, 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 it's people's careers. It's fighters' careers, right? They have to choose the path that they want to take. If they want to take that entertainment side to it, like Lorenzo Hunt's really good at it. Brandon Lambert, we could throw his name in the mix because the guy is always doing something crazy. Um, but you know, Palomino too. You know, he, he Palomino comes off. 
his own way. When he gets pissed, he gets pissed. But he's not like I don't I don't think and Elvin will probably disagree with me, but I don't think Palomino takes it to that next level. Like, you know, he don't bring family involved and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So everybody's different. Definitely a level in shit talking, regardless of what you're involved in. You don't want to bring, and I have always been like this. I'm not going to bring a family in. Like Perry was sitting there saying to Lane that he shouldn't have brought his family in. I agree with that. You know, you come at me all you want. You come with everything you got, but don't cross that line. Is it's how it's always been. And you know, if you're not like that, not you, but anybody, if you're not like that, that's fine. Now, I will say, obviously, 100%, everybody knows my bias opinion on the women's title fight because Britain's my girl. I mean, it's always going to be that way regardless of what it is. But I, to your point, I totally understand and get what you're saying. Uh, when it comes to you can't necessarily, if you're in media, you can't necessarily predict what's going to happen between this person and this person and put it out there for everybody because you're not odds makers. If you want to bet, you want to bet, that's fine. Um, I'll give you my suggestions on picks uh, for your bets, but that's on you. One thing I'll tell you, and, and it's not a pick, it's just if I think it's a good bet. Like if I see like – like I thought Julian Lane was a good bet. Some people are like, eh, I don't know. And they were right because I lost money. But I it's not that I bet on Julian Lane. I bet on Julian Lane because he was a good underdog. I mean, it was a plus 300 underdog. That's a good underdog because Julia Lane's a tough fucking guy. And that fight could have gone either way. And, you know, it was it was what it was, you know. But that was a good bet. I can tell you that. I mean, what the fuck? You know, I'll, I'll tell somebody. I think it's a good bet. Yo, uh, Kyle. Kyle says, makes pick Mike over the schmo. <laughs> Yo, my, my, my man Mike's a tough dude, right? And Mike's in the Air Force. I don't know about the schmo. I know the schmo got some, some grappling background there. Um, so who knows? Who knows? Said, yeah, I like Arnold to see says it. He's got a ton of experience, so yep, yep. All right, Schmo so was good, dude. Out of well, what did you think about that Townsville getting rocked and knocked out by Trujillo? That was I mean, beauty in combat sport. So, a lot of there's a lot that a lot of people don't know about Gustavo Trujillo. Okay, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay, I'm gonna give you some, some little. Insights on this. Guy. He's laying it down here, folks. And so uh, uh, at BKFC eight, I saw Gustavo make his debut, and he got a I want to say thirty seven second first round fucking knockout because this guy's got fucking dynamite in his hands. Um, he's dangerous. He's very strong, very strong dude. He's got Mike Tyson power. This guy, it's ridiculous. Uh, I've watched a lot of events. I've been to a lot. I've seen a lot of fights. This guy's special. Um, after the event, I, I interviewed him that night. And his wife came up to me backstage, and she's like, hey, he does not speak any English whatsoever. So I was like, I don't give a shit. I was like, you know, un poquito español, but we'll make it work, you know? We made it work. You know, we made it work. We did an interview. Uh, and then I did a podcast with him. His wife did the translation. What I learned about Gustavo is that, obviously, Cuban, uh, he he defected to Dominican Republic. He had to get out of Cuba, bad spot. He was homeless. He almost got murdered twice while he was in the Dominican Republic. While he was homeless, he was eating out of garbage. Str I mean, the struggle was pretty intense for him. 
Uh, he picked up MMA five, four or five years ago. That's when he started his combat sports career, <laughs> uh, four or five years ago. So just shows how talented Gustavo Trujillo is because he hasn't been doing this for very long. But the man has a natural ability. He's got an incredible power. And I think he's going to be one of the greatest bare-knuckle fighters. But there's a caveat. We have not seen him tested yet. I have not seen Gustavo get hit hard yet in BKFC. I haven't seen it. Obviously, he had uh, Bellator's quick uh, quick stop in Bellator. It didn't work out to the way he expected, I'm sure. But in Bare Knuckle, it's a different story. But I would like to see a fight where Gustavo Trujillo gets challenged, gets hit hard, and I would like to see how he reacts to that. Um, but for right now, he's a fucking force to be reckoned with. And it looks like him and Lorenzo got this uh, – this uh, unsettled business, man. Well, I mean, Trujillo settled it the first time around. Can he settle it a second time? I think it's very possible. I mean, you look like you said, he's a powerful son of a bitch. He hits like a freight train. I wouldn't want to get hit by him. No, nah, and and then you got you know on the other end, Lorenzo Hunt. Now, mm-hmm. you, th- th- there's a lot of question marks on that first fight. So yes. He clipped Lorenzo good, split his lip. Lorenzo went face first on the mat. I was there. I witnessed it firsthand live. Ringside was dope. You know, it was a great fight, quick. Um, But Lorenzo got right back up. And although he didn't have his legs, I've seen other bare knuckle fights go on where guys were in much worse shape and they continued. And I think Lorenzo could have continued that fight. And I think it's a legitimate Rematch, 100%. A legitimate rematch. Is it going to be for the title? That's a question because now Lorenzo's holding that 185 belt. Mm-hmm. I don't see Trujillo going down to 185. It's not going to happen because Gustavo, I think the, the lowest he fought in BKFC was 205. So will we see him fight Hector? Who? Uh, Gustavo. Nah, they're boys. They ain't going to fight each other. Okay, well, they're not going to fight each other. Is he going to is he going to still uh, compete, or is Hector done? Uh from my understanding, that from what I remember, I could be wrong, and if Hector hears this, he will call me and say you're wrong. But uh, I remember he signed originally a three fight deal with BKFC, so he fought Mundell at ten, and then at twelve in Daytona on nine eleven, he fought uh, Kendall Grove, so two and zero, and then he got the title shot. Against uh uh the fuck's wrong with me right now. He fought, who did he fight for the belt and he won? At uh, BKFC twenty two. Uh, oh, Joe Riggs. Joe Riggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when Lorenzo Lorenzo jumped in. So okay, so that his fourth fight was against Lorenzo. So I guess he increased his contract, but I don't know what that contract I don't know what that new agreement is. So I don't know. Well, when you get that information, you let us know. We'll we'll get you back out here so you can say it. Now we do have a special guest that just showed up with us. He is the only undisputed 165 pounds. He is the champion, Elvin Leon Brito. What is going on, brother? How yeah, there he is, the champ, baby. <laughs> What's up, guys? Hey, I'm tired as hell. I've been working all day. I got to move my goats. I've been, like, work, moving my fence and everything. And he uh, still I'm, finds time to come in. I, I didn't, didn't want to snub you guys, man. I didn't want to snub you guys. You're like, oh, Elvin, jump in here. I'm like, ah. Oh. 
right. Just real quick, that give, us, quick. give us give <laughs> us your thoughts on what that altercation, you know, how it happened, why it happened, and well, where it's going. It, go it was no here. big deal. I mean, I yeah, I, I already knew like he it, there was a huge chance he was gonna push me. So I, I already knew he was gonna I already knew he was gonna call me out because he's so predictable, you know. So like. I was already ringside, but they wouldn't let me in the ring. So I'm, and they asked me, "You want to go?" And when, as he comes out, and I'm like, "Sure," because when when I fought, like you know, I still had killed. I haven't even got killed blood off me. You know, I come to the back, and they're already talking shit like on online about, "Oh, my son had my belt ready for me," and blah blah blah. You know, and I'm like, "Bro, I'm like, I thought you guys was just talking about respect a second ago." And you, weren't you slapping niggas in the fucking ring last time they came over here and tried to disrespect you and take your time? Like I work hard for my shit. Like we all, we all like acknowledge his work. Like we we treat him with respect. Everybody knows me. Like everybody loved me when I won my belt. Everybody was coming out to me. The staff, everybody, every fighter, everybody was coming out to me and congratulate me because everybody know how much I love this sport, how much I dedicate myself to it. People come over here for free. I don't. I, I be not everybody, but like some people, they don't got shit. I, I do shit for people. All the time, like we love this shit. We love fighters, and everybody knows that shit. So I was like, "Yo, what, what, why, why are you talking all this shit?" You know, online. And online, he's like, "Oh, oh, you're stupid. Oh, you, you don't know anything about fighting. Oh, oh, you open, oh, closed mouth don't get fed." I'm like, "Well, closed mouth don't get fed. Open wide, cause I'm coming, baby. You know, and it's okay. It's okay because." He ain't even my next opponent. Like, I'm not even worried about him because I got I to gotta fight whoever wins against Tyranny and Jim. And then I got a whole bunch of people lined up. I got a whole bunch of people that are fucking working. They're putting in work against actual competition. You know, um, nobody, I didn't get a freebie belt. And um, people are working. It's 165 division. He hasn't fought in this division. He's got people lined up to fight him. So I know we're not going to be facing each other anytime soon. But he did ask for it. It might not be this year, might not be next year, but sometime at some point, my son, I brought you <laughs> into this. I brought you into this bare knuckle sport. I'm gonna take your ass out, son. Don't don't ever fucking forget that shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna be gonna want to do it. I I've been set apart for this for people like this dude. I'm gonna take his ass out. Believe on it. I don't care. I know he's a good fighter. I had a lot of respect for Palomino. I know that I stepped when he won his belt. I went up to him. And I said, "Congratulations, champ. I know you're a killer." I said. When he fought me, when my corner told me, hey, Elvin, come on, you got to do more. I'm like, bro, I'm getting paid. Like, this is easy. You know, like, and when he won, I'm like, bro, he, he did more. He, he wanted it. He really wanted it. Like, he was fucking trying. He was so frustrated because he was trying so fucking hard. And I'm laughing, you know, um, because it was easy for me. It was the easiest bare knuckle fight I've had to this point. You know, well, the gym was the easiest because he knocked my ass out real quick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> But but that was the second easiest, <laughs> you know. Um, but but like, so he earned that win. He did more. Duh, he wanted it more, you know. And, and I I even admitted he acting like I'm not a champion because I could admit that I wasn't ready for that. Like, uh, I, yeah. And, and and I stepped up to him because why, why wouldn't I? You know, like he's calling for me. He's calling me a son. He's being disrespectful. He's a hypocrite. You know, like I don't I don't like the prima donna shit. Like. Especially me, like, I don't project any of that. I don't, like, I'm a professional. Like, I don't, like you said, I don't like bringing family involved. I don't like doing all the extra stuff. Yeah. Um, but I do like to fight, you know? And I, I like people that make my job easy because 
you know, last last person that pissed me off, bro, they still remember me. Every time I look in the mirror, they remember me. You know, I love beating people's ass. You know, <laughs> well, that's who do you why I, I'll win? just go. I'll just go. Who do you think's going <laughs> to be your next opponent? Because you got Jim and, and Connor coming up together here next month. Uh, who do you got? It doesn't winning? really matter. You know, like I said, it's not going to be Palomino. So it's right. just, it, that's just shit talking, you know. And, and, and you know, you got to let them to a certain point. But it's part of my philosophy. I, I really believe anybody can do whatever they want, you know, like, and, and I'm okay with him doing it. But I, it's part of my philosophy, too, that we are all accountable for the things that we do and say. So, you know, don't that shit's not going to go, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not, it's not going to go unnoted because I told him I'm going to note this shit. And that's the only reason we stepped up to him. And, you know, he's like, oh, the cameras. Oh, I said, congratulations. Congratulations, my son, right? Right. That that's that was the whole altercation. And and you know, he wants to talk about his gym, the gym that I've never been at and stuff. Shit that don't got nothing to do with me. So whatever. Like I said, I don't even care about that. <laughs> but um, like I said, I'm fighting I'm not training to fight him next. So mm -hmm. that's just some knuckle mania shit. I think it was cool for knuckle mania. It was just, you know, just some hype, you know, skimming the cameras a little bit. It, it was good. It's some shit you only see in B B Bare Knuckle. And it wasn't fake, it wasn't pretend or anything. You know, I did walk all the way to the end and then turn around and, and smile and shit, but that's just how I am. <laughs> well, Joe, before he goes to bed, you got anything for him? Oh, man, I mean, well, after I saw that video, I was like, okay, I could see this, you know, happening. But I think, you know, from a professional standpoint, you know, with a fight that obviously makes sense is the winner of Valors and and Yeah, and I mean, we got a whole bunch of people lined up, but he got Mendes, he got allegedly he's going to fight with and. There's people who are gutting for him, and mm -hmm. we're champions in our own right, in our own divisions, you know. And uh, I don't take anything away from from him as a champion, but even though he's disrespectful, and uh, I mean, I did respect him, but you know, it, it's it's a different time, you know. And when you're the champion, anybody want want a gun for you, so they all want you now, champ. champ I, hold on, I've been I've been going to the gym, champ. I'm thinking about that. That that you know, let me try to get hey, coming. Watch out, he's coming for that one sixty-five. And, and, and I'm gonna tell you right now, you know, I've been fighting. It's been bare knuckle four years now, you know. Yeah. And it. it when I first started, I got seven fights in the start. I was a 155 and fight 165. You know, I've been slowly, slowly work. You don't get yoked from one day to the other unless you're fucking juicing or something. But yeah. I, we've been putting in work, working. We've all been putting in work. You know, we got guys, um, Britain's the same way in Christine. You know, they've grown and grown in the same sport. You know, and I, I point them out because uh, they're, they're both champions in the O'Reilly. It was an awesome fight, and they both showed so much regression. And Christine's a beast, you know, and, and you know, so I definitely – Got so much respect for them, and uh, that was a hard fight for me to watch because I love both of them. And uh, like I said, I, I love the bare knuckle guys, especially the regulars. We're all, we've all been here for a while since BKFC 3, so me and me and Christine did debut together, and me and Britain have been putting a lot of blood work and blood, sweat, and tears and shit into this. So that was a real important fight for me, and those are two champions. So a lot of love and respect for my guys. That was the people's main event. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I mean, the, the like I, I was telling people, I'm like, bro, I was telling people, like, the true diehard bare knuckle fans, the main event for them was was Britain and Christine. That was the yeah. main event. that to us, like and, and no disrespect to anybody else, but there's so much history between those two, and it's been and and, and you know the last time they fought was a long time. Was that three years yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, history, and I said it's bare knuckle. It's bare knuckle. That's for real bare knuckle fans, you know. And and then you know, um, there's there was a lot of good fights that that night, you know. And and Palomino's the greatest fighter in the world, according to the people in Miami. So like, he he's good too. So like, but it's it's different because the girls they have so much history. They got so many fights and they've been putting so much work. They don't even look the same as they did. Just just like 
all of the of that been here for so long we don't even look like the same as we started because we've been so dedicated to the sport mm-hmm. so you're was, prettier now aren't you <laughs> oh yeah well he got all that gold on him bro right he's got that gold he's prettier now yeah it's funny but um and you know i and, and, and i'm on a particular situation because i'm always cool with everybody you know um but i'm the champ now so like you're not gonna push me around bro you know like <laughs> sorry about that like i'm cool but I will fuck you up. That's there just that's what we do. What we do, <laughs> baby. Elvin, Leon <laughs> Brito, man, my brother. We appreciate it. Thank you for coming on with us before you take a nap for the night. Appreciate Again, the one. All right, guys. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys. I'll see you soon. Whatever, as soon as I get a chance, I'll be at BKFC with either fighting or watching. You know? chilling, bro. Either way, man. Let's let's catch yep. up as always. My I'll brother. see you guys. You. Right on, brother. Right on. Well, that was awesome. We had a, a little chit chat with the champion. Yeah, we appreciate champion. him coming in. Uh, shit, dude. Uh, I was getting. I was. I had my son in parentheses written down, and <laughs> that was just perfect, man. Perfect, perfect timing, man. Yeah, and I think uh, you know, I think Uncle Badia was overall very good event. Uh, I saw some you know stars out there. You know, some UFC peeps. I saw. Valerie Laredo was looking gorgeous. Uh, I saw Rashad Evans out there. Uh, but you know, a man by the name of Alessio Sakara. Yes, I do. You had a yeah. picture with him, didn't you? That's my guy. That's my guy. Alessio's my boy. So uh, I got. I did the intro. We forget, uh, I, man. I've been in the. I've been in the the MMA scene since like 06. Oh, bro. Then you're you're way better than I am. Then um, I, I'll tell you this. So Alessio. Uh, he's been dying to fight for BKFC. Dying. Like, we talk all the time. He wants to get in the heavyweight division. He want he wants to fight. So uh, I did the introduction. I introduced him to Nate Shook, and they had a nice conversation. And it looks like Alessio Sakaro will be joining the BKFC roster in the heavyweight division soon. So. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Stay tuned, heavy hitter. My Paisano Look at all this Italy. shit that my man Joe Miggs brings to the combat zone and drops in, man. I love it. I love it. You know, we're dropping, we're dropping pixie dust wherever we go, bro. You know, we're casting spells on people. We're breaking news, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I was just playing. Okay, so what is, the, what is the drink of choice tonight? Yo, actually, I've been on a vodka kick lately. Oh, I'm oh. drinking vodka. I'm, I, usually, I'm a bourbon whiskey guy, but... Lately, I popped off on some vodka. I'm like, I'm gonna chill with. You got to clear my my system out a little, so I'll drink vodka now instead. Because vodka is nowhere it. near as powerful as whiskey and bourbon. Oh, but man, vodka would clean my system out all ways of Sunday. So I'm good <laughs> on the clear liquor, man. I'm good on the clear liquor. All right, you've never been to Combat Zone before, Joe. Never been around here. We do something called Rapid Knockout. Okay, I got five questions for you. It has absolutely nothing to do with the fight world. You can elaborate on any question you got. Right, ugh, chopping vodka. What is that? Chopping vodka? Have you ever heard of that? That's not part of Rapid Knockout. My, uh, my brother, Tom Racker, over at Checkers and Wreckers, brings up chopping or chopping vodka. You ever heard of that? Chopping? No, bro. Tom, is thanks it? for the comment. Let me know, man. Let me know what chopping's all about. I'll give it a shot. Oh. This and, probably uh, do in those white Russians, isn't it? Do I know <laughs> if uh, Jorge Masvidal is going to join BKFC? Oh, he's not. Oh, uh, I don't think so, man. I think my man Masvidal is going to get paid in UFC, get that Kobe fight, and I think he's going to, you know, eventually ride off into the sunset with his own promotion. I don't think he's going to do that. 
Elvin, no problem, brother. No problem. I've had Joe on the show. Did you hear him dropping the F-bombs left and right? That's a part of my... I'm Italian, bro. That's a part of my vocabulary. (laughs) I know this. You know this. All right. Elvin, again, we appreciate you coming on with us, brother. Before you went to bed, you you got your little nightcap at the combat zone. All right. Rapid knockout. Five questions has absolutely nothing to do with the fight world. Are you ready, Joe? Let's do it. All right. Question number one. Favorite food? Mexican. What would you get? Well, I mean, what do you get? Tacos, baby. I'm beef. What kind? Are you beef? Ground beef tacos, sour cream, the whole nine, jalapeno, and the hot motherfucking sauce that you can find, baby. Okay. Okay. All right. Second question. Favorite hobby? Damn. That's a fucked up question to ask me because I'm working all the time. I work. So I got a full-time job, a part-time job. I go to college full time for my master's degree. I do this shit on the side. Uh, I'm fucking busy all the time, so it's really hard. Do I have a hobby? I like to fucking play video games here and then when I have. What do you some play? Time. I like to go to the gym. I do. I train at the gym. I box. Uh, I you know do weightlifting whenever my back's not all fucked up. I was gonna I say because you've done something to your back at uh, what a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, I got to an accident. I had a weightlifting accident, and uh, it gave me nine herniated discs in my back. Hmm. I have a pinched nerve, a collapsed disc in my C4, C5, so it's pinched to the nerve. And some weeks I am in excruciating pain. Other weeks I feel like I'm 22 again. But, uh, you know, everything's recovery. That's when you want to have a date, right? That's when you want to have a date. (laughs) That's when I'm cooking dinner, Netflix, you you know, we're doing the whole thing. But, no, um... Yeah, I would say hobbies. I mean, aside from training, uh, I, I I guess video games. I like to fuck with video, PS, PS, PlayStation. You know. Okay, so what was your what's your go to? Like a Call of Duty guy? Are you a racing guy? What are you? Uh, well, I like the sports games. So I play all the sports. Um, Madden, two K, stuff like that. Yeah, all all the sports games. I'll play any sports game and the shooters I like. Right now, I'm in Far Cry. I'm all about Far Cry right now. So okay, that game is dope. So I'll, I'll say I'll, I'll say video games. Will you get the BKFC video game once it finally comes out? Fuck yeah, bro. Fuck yeah. All I ask BKFC, just make me one of them characters in the front row. That's it. You know, that's that's what they should do to all of us that actually care about Bare Knuckle. We should be the people in the row in the front. Joe, I love your idea. Front row us motherfuckers. That's Ah, it. That's all. I love it. I love it. All right. Question number three. Favorite music. Ah, uh, man, that's a tough one, bro. I like them all, man. It depends on my mood, you know. But uh, I like, you know, I'm old school hip hop, so I like Biggie, Jay Z, Tupac, you know, Eminem, uh, rock. I like Chili Peppers, Sublime, Three Eleven. Taylor's uh, watching now. She just fell in love with you because you said you like Red Hot Chili Peppers. Fuck yeah, fucking <laughs> Chili Peppers. Chili Sublime is my all-time favorite. Chili Peppers is probably number two. I love the Beastie Boys too. Original Boys Sublime fan. or the new Sublime with Rome? Nah, original, bro. I'm old okay. school. Like I said, I'm old school. Yo, I'm, I, you don't practice be- Santeria, do you? <laughs> Listen, you ain't got bro, no crystal ball. Ain't got no crystal ball. <laughs> Listen. I'm thir- I'll be 39 in July. I'm an old cat, bro. So, you know, oh, my man. music is more 90s and, and early 2000s, you know. You hear that? That's me knocking. Brother, I'm <laughs> knocking at that door this year, all right? You're hitting that 4-0? I am. I am. Woo. When's your birthday? 
May 17th. I'm a Taurus. If anybody couldn't tell that, I'm stubborn as hell, and welcome to my world. All right, my (laughs) man, my man. You know, you got them horns on your head. Ah, yeah, you know. Don't look at them, though. Don't look at them. All right, so what would your go-to go uh, in the gym when you're cranking it up, when you're hitting that boxing, that that heavy bag, and you're flowing in the gym? What are you listening to? Usually, uh, I like hip-hop. You know, hip-hop always gets me going, bro. So, you know, it's going to be my man Jay-Z. You know, maybe I'll throw it back and do some big pun. Uh, or sometimes I, I like Fearless Motivation, bro. Them tracks are good, man. They keep you going, get some motivation speeches going. I like that a lot. So, sometimes I'll even I'll be corny and throw on Rocky music or throw on, you know, Hulk Hogan's theme song. I don't know. I get... I get silly, bro. I get silly. Do you get silly when you're on a date? You come home and you put R. Kelly on, or you're not that silly? No, nah, we ain't got that silly. <laughs> you know, especially with R. Kelly, bro, because you know what happens. I love R. Kelly. I like his music. You know, we're going to just stay music. I like R. Kelly. <laughs> what the man stands for is a totally different ballgame. But I'll tell you what, if you want a girl to pull her panties up real quick, you ain't playing. You put R. Kelly on, you could call it a night, man. <laughs> I don't know how anybody gets a move without Kelly after all the shit he's done. You know what I'm saying? So that's true. Nah, bro. Nah, nah. All right. So take out combat sports completely. Yep. What's your favorite sport? Baseball. Who's your team? Yankees. You son of a bitch! I knew you was gonna say that. Yeah. I played. I I played semi-professional baseball down here in Florida. I played. uh, Baseball was my first love. That was my my thing. So uh, what position? uh, well, they, they changed over the years, but when I first started, I played second base. Uh, when I was a kid, I, I was six six years old when I first started, and then when I played high school ball, I was third base and left field. That was primarily it, hot corner. I love the hot corner because that's the hardest shot hitting baseballs at third base. So that was, for me, the best, and I have incredible reaction. I, my anti-coordination is unbelievable, and uh, I've always been a very, very good athlete. I could play any sport really good. But baseball and, and golf, believe it or not, I excelled very, very good at. Um, you know, and I did. I took it. I did MMA when I was younger. I, I used to train at Tiger Shulman's. Um, and then uh, I got into boxing as well. My dad got me into boxing when I was a kid. And uh, I've, I always loved boxing. Boxing, you know, baseball, boxing have always been my one and two. Like those have been always been my favorite. And, uh, and then uh, I played high school ball, moved down to Florida, played semi-pro for a little bit. And uh, then I started playing pro softball. We did uh, worlds and all that crap, and that was a lot of fun. And I played shortstop in uh, in softball. So well, I won't tell you. I'm not proud to say this. I will tell you <laughs> that I struck out twice in the same game of softball one night. It happens. It happens. Little. Uh, How many beers little, did you drink, bro? A little bit of liquid courage going know. on, and shit happens. <laughs> All right, Big Ben did have a question. Derek Jeter or A-Rod? Jeter all day, cuh. There you go. Jeter all day, bro. All, all day. Right. Fifth and final question here in Rapid Knockout. Are you ready? Here's the, here's where it hits deep. Who's my BKFC crush? No, was it? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up, whether it be in the sports and entertainment world or your personal life, biggest role model? My dad. My dad. He's the fucking man. My dad is uh, he's definitely my my hero, 100,000%. Toughest guy I ever met. Most street smart guy I ever met. 
It's been around the block as many times as anybody I've ever met in my life. The wisest person in the world to me taught me a lot, taught me how to stay out of trouble, taught me when I get in trouble, how to get out of it was okay with me when I did get in trouble. He was he always treated me like a man. Uh, he beat my father battled cancer when he was 48. He had stage three bladder cancer. Uh, he went through chemo, tough motherfucker, beat it, had heart attacks, beat it. Just tough as nails. My dad is way tougher than me. I'll tell you that way tougher than me. He's tatted. Like my dad, I call my dad, like the real Joe Pesci, like Joe, Joe Pesci tries to act like, that's my father. My dad's all tatted up, Holly Davidson guy. I call him a guinea on wheels, bro. Like he's, <laughs> he's, he's he's the coolest fucking guy in the world, and he is one million percent to the day I die. My my, he's my guy. Nice. There uh, you go, yeah. Joe. It's been a pleasure, and it's been a fucking fun ass time having you here, at Combat Zone. I want to give you a little shout and chance to uh, put your family, friends, sponsors, co-workers, exes, lovers, haters, anybody you want to. Now's your time, brother. Wow, right on the spot. Well, of course, mom and dad, love them. They support me with everything that I do. They're the best in the world, my best friends. Uh, shout out to my boy, Jay Lovato. He helped me out. So I had, right before Knucklemania, um, I had uh, I had unfortunate news that my camera guy could not make it. It was a tough situation. It was last minute. Things that I had planned did not go according to plan. But what do you do, right? When you when your shit when shit happens, what do you do? Do you let it affect you, or do you rise above it and overcome it? So obviously, of course, I'm going to rise above and overcome it because in my mind, I'm the best at what I do. So I can never let anything affect me. So my boy, Jay, thank you so much. He came out. He filled in. He's a huge Bare Knuckle fan, so it was perfect. He came out. He held the camera. He did his thing. He was my guy. He helped me so much. So, Jay, big shout-out to you. Um, I'm not going to mention any names, but I met a uh, certain uh -oh. someone at Knuckle Mania for the first time, and she's beautiful, and I'm smitten. Right now, I'm spitting. Uh -oh. I'm not going to mention any names, but if she's watching, she's going to know exactly what I'm talking about. So that's all I got to say about that. But uh, other than that, thank you for having me, brother. Seriously, absolutely honored to be here. A pleasure. Thank you so much, man. You're a fucking cool guy, and, and I appreciate you even asking me to, to join your show tonight, bro. Not a problem, man. You're welcome anytime here at Combat Zone. And maybe we'll have to have an off-air uh, off conversation of what that last part was, because I'm curious as hell now, just as everybody is out there. But until next time, that guy right there is Joe Miggs, and you can find him where? Just hit me up on the gram. I ain't going to be on Facebook for much longer. We got a new app coming out, Uncensored Truth Social. Get on it. I'm number 831 in the waiting list, and as soon as that becomes available... You can check me out with over 2 million followers that I will have because it's going to be blowing up like crazy on there. But for now, fucking fuck with me on Facebook or Instagram. I prefer Instagram. It's a lot more fun than Facebook. So hit me up. Hit your boy up. And watch for new videos of him and all his cousins coming out daily, folks. That's Joe Miggs. I'm the Lion. We're at Combat Zone. Thank you for joining. Until next time, we will see you then. Peace.